Welcome to Just Dads Reading Books, a podcast about judging your kids for what they read. This is produced by Matt Martins and EJ Sanders. Music by Russian Baths. We're back at it. It's number two. It's episode two. We've chosen a new book. What's up? I think we have a title for our podcast. We'll see if this works. But, <laughs> but for now, you can have a peek behind the curtain, dear listener, and know that we're considering calling this podcast Just Dads Reading Books. Just Dads Reading Books. <laughs> What's better Just... than this? Just Dads Reading Books. <laughs> I'm Matt Martins. Joining me is, of course, EJ Sanders. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm I'm really excited to talk about this one this week. Yeah. Uh, so we read Timmy Failure. Mistakes were made. The first of the Timmy Failure series, which is not is is more. Uh, what do you call it? Serial? Serialized? Is serial when it's just like each issue is a new whole thing altogether, and then episodic yeah, yeah, yeah. is like uh-huh. this it's all episodic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And almost. Uh, yeah, antho- anthologic or whatever you want to call it. Whoa. So Timmy Failure, if you don't know, is a book written by Stephen Pastis, which, uh, yeah. if you don't know, is the Dude who does Pearls Before Swine. Yes. Did not know that when I started this book. Uh, there is artwork all throughout this book. This is certainly a uh, younger book than than last week's episode. Percy Jackson, yeah. kind of an 11-year-old, 14-year-old-ish age. Uh, this one, for younger kids, uh, it is deceptive. The, the page length is deceptive because actually the book is about two paragraphs per page and then big <laughs> illustrations on every single page. And those illustrations, as you start looking at them, you're like, this. why does this artwork look familiar? Because it's yeah. totally pearls before swine. It's exactly that. <laughs> and, I, you know, it, what's funny is is we'll get and we'll get into this in the episode a little bit is uh uh you and me had two different experiences with this book i don't know how you could have possibly liked this book ej it doesn't make any sense uh we 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 established last week that ej and i are both audiobook readers i did happen to uh pick this one up on Mm -hmm. ebook or whatever first off well okay hey hey shout out free plug don't need to give me advertising because I don't pay for your service, Libby, because you're a library <laughs> and that's how God intended it. But that's y'all, right. use Libby. Get a library card. And then if and your library card lets you have access to Libby, just do that. Holy cow. This is the greatest app that's ever existed, <laughs> turns out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so so Matt was able to access it on Libby and actually read the thing. Yeah. And uh, I felt pressed for time this week because we're, sure. we're kind of changing our recording schedule a little totally. bit. Uh, you know, we're getting started here. And so... Um, I I just went ahead and did an audio book, um, which is so wild because this, it, it this is book wild is basically after... half comic. <laughs> Most of the jokes are set up in the text and then paid off in the illustration. So yeah. please explain your <laughs> understanding. I would love EJ's understanding of this book. <laughs> yeah. F- well, first off, um, the narrator of this thing is, I don't know, he's pr- hes probably one of the three best audiobook <laughs> readers I've ever heard. Yeah. I mean, he is incredible. This dude had so much energy. He he kind of plays um, uh, Timmy Failure, as I like to call him, uh, Jimmy Muckamups. Um, <laughs> he kind of plays Jimmy Muckamups as like this kind of like... Uh, really just kind of like really like this you know like oh, really wow. like this yeah, it, yeah, yeah it's probably not at all how he reads you know but right i'll take that as a quick moment to just say 
I don't think in this series Timmy Failure is the good guy. Uh, so I think oh, no. I think giving Timmy a voice anti-hero. is yeah, he's an anti-hero to be sure. Anyways, Absolutely. continue, continue. Yeah, yeah, he's an anti-hero for sure. <laughs> uh, but we love him. We love him to death. And the, and what's cool about the but but like I was saying about the audiobook, I did go ahead and just like look at a PDF of the book, and there oh, okay. was one that had the first fifty pages. And so what I did was I just kind of skimmed through it, and I was like, well, how did they do this part, and how uh-huh. did they do this part, you uh-huh. know? Uh, and it turns out he was just reading the illustration essentially. What? He would like, yeah, yeah, it was incredible. So like there's some of the illustrations have words obviously like that were on them. So he would read the words that were on the illustration, but sometimes he would just like read the illustration as if it were text that in the incredible. book. I might read, read this book via audio because it just sounds like an incredible experience yeah. there, uh, like there like uh, that chapter you were talking about the chapter with no title um which we'll get into it's like chapter 44 there's this chapter where he says goodbye to total and it's really sad um and uh well uh he he actually reads that chapter he's like yeah i say goodbye to total in front of the zoo wow okay i because i yeah i sent i sent you that picture like how on earth could you have even had right. this moment conveyed to you because right. it's such a it's such a good man. Okay, we should we should talk a little bit about what this what this book is then, because it sounds like the audiobook was still an accurate uh, portrayal of yes. the story, despite of a, a I, vast I got medium shift. I, yeah, right. I feel like I got everything. I did go through. Like I said, I went through the PDF and thought, uh, okay, yeah, I probably I probably would have benefited from seeing the pictures. Sure. And, you know, any child would obviously uh, yeah. also, but yeah, yeah, uh, d- definitely not. Did not uh take away you <laughs> right so timmy failure that's his name his name is timmy mm-hmm. failure um and he is he's a detective he's a child detective i, yeah. I don't know if they ever say an age uh well they kind of do uh, at least mm. so there's, there's also a movie i should say i should say this there's a disney plus did yeah. a movie of this that i worked on for a single day i did i worked on a pre-production oh, day yeah. timmy failure it was filmed in portland oregon while i was uh i moved away when they started principal photography for this movie. But okay. I, before I moved, I worked on a VFX test shoot for this movie. It was su- super weird. But I like know all of the crew members of this movie. Wow. It's, just a, it's just a Portland born and bred movie. Uh, yeah, it, I think yeah, there's some Vancouver in it too or whatever. I mean, Di- uh, it Disney. says Portland on the website. And it's... Well, and that's boy, does the movie push Portland on you? It's like, we're from Portland. Here's a Portland <laughs> skyline. Anyways, did we tell you about Portland? Uh, so, well, and also real quick though, the book is not set anywhere. No, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of in a nondescript city. It is certainly not. So Portland's almost the perfect place. For yeah. This. It's fun. Um, so Timmy is a self-proclaimed detective. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, failing at school miserably. He only cares yeah. about his detective agency. He has right. a pet polar bear, which I think the book sort of toes the line a little bit at times of whether or not his polar bear is an imaginary friend or not. Right. But I think the polar bear is real. The polar bear is actually real. Yeah. And there, there was something I was reading in the write-up of, at least in the movie, the polar bear is real. Sure. because Because at some point, like, Nobody really acknowledges the polar bear hanging around for the yeah. most part until like the very end of the movie where it's like, no, actually, this thing's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and like everybody's like, this polar bear is actually here. And it's incredible. <laughs> so uh, his polar bear's name is Total. Yes. And uh, Total is his partner in uh, detective agency. So their, right. their collective detective agency is called Total Failure Total Incorporated. Failure, yeah. uh, so hilarious off the bat. <laughs> it is uh, all told from 
Timmy's perspective, similar to right. Percy Jackson. And I'll say this much, similar to Percy Jackson, Timmy Failure absolutely also has ADHD. Like, yes. through and through. He it doesn't, if we're going to immediately make comparisons, Percy Jackson spends the whole book telling you Percy Jackson has ADHD and never really does much with it. This right. book never tells you that Timmy has ADHD, and yet, and boy, does this kid have ADHD, it. and this is about that. This yeah. is about the difficulty of parenting uh, mm -hmm. ADHD, the difficulty of being a teacher for an ADHD kid, and the difficulty of being an ADHD kid uh, at, yeah. at this age in particular, too, when you like don't even know what's going on. But he's a detective, and he's horrible at solving mysteries and he's horrible mm -hmm. at school he's just really i mean he's not doing so good in his life and what's really weird as a tone for this whole book is really nobody's having a good time this is a pretty dark <laughs> book through and through despite being really hilarious and upbeat and lighthearted the entire time every character is going through rough stuff uh his mom is total. really struggling except total total's great the, the polar bear great is time. living his best life yes very true total's having a great time the whole time uh, his mom is failing to to make uh, rent work. They have they yeah. they halfway through the book they move into a single bedroom apartment and Timmy has to sleep on a futon in the living <sighs> yeah. room. Yeah, uh, sad. Uh, we got another deadbeat uh, partner of the mom, not a stepdad or anything, but just dude who hangs around. And this time it's not poker, it's bowling. Turns out the way to write a deadbeat stepdad styled character is give him a really dumb hobby give it makes me hobby. really feel bad here's what i've learned about kids and uh you and i ej going forward uh -huh. as parents apparently it is super not kosher to ever have your kid around when you're hanging out with your buds that's kids right. hate that no they matter what it. your hobby is they do not want to be around you and your 40 year old friends that's right that's right <laughs> and you know what feelings mutual <laughs> <laughs> I don't be I don't want to be around you and your five year old friends, Nora. Come on. Um yeah, so uh yeah, so this book kind of picks up um what it does is is like you said, the kid has ADHD, Timmy Failure has ADHD. And so it, a lot of it is about kind of skewing worldview and how you yeah. do that when you're a kid. For you sure. know, how how a lot of your a lot of your worldview is just from this really naive perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are a lot of books, obviously, that capture this. But Timmy Failure kind of does it in a really unique way. Um, and like we said, Stephen Pastis, who is the author of Pearls Before Swine, a lot of Pearls Before Swine, if you've ever read it, is like this kind of self-referential meta, yeah. meta textual, like, right. like kind of elevated level of humor in a, in, in a comic strip, right? Like it's it's very absurd. And uh, yeah. he kind of takes some of that and just it's like that mixed with um, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. You know, it's right. like taking right. that kind of innocence, that youthful yes. innocence of Diary of a Wimpy Kid, but just kind of elevating it a little bit more and saying, hey, people really do struggle. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like struggle is real. And it kind of introduces kids to that. Yeah. Well, man, this book uh, starts feeling like it's total nonsense it feels like some douglas adams stuff oh but yeah similar to douglas adams he slowly trickles in little bits of heart here and there until like towards yeah. the end you're like uh-oh this like ridiculously absurdist yep. book is gonna make me cry it's gonna uh, make you cry it's gonna tear my little heart out uh i don't even want to i i genuinely this is th this is one for people to to read with their kids or let you know read alongside your kids reading it <laughs> or, or alone like or just or hey just read this <laughs> yeah, just <book."> read it <laughs> actually okay let's get into this is this book even for kids i'm 
unclear. <laughs> I'm not it's unclear. sure. It's simple enough for a kid this to read. This book's for everybody. He uses huge words constantly because that's like Timmy's yeah. thing, right? Yeah, Timmy, Timmy's, yeah. Th- this is a hilarious example of the, the thing where it's like, Timmy has so much potential if he just applied himself, right? Right. Timmy's kind of a genius. Timmy has he a is. huge vocabulary and dedicates himself to a cause, but he's also yeah. kind of an aloof idiot uh, at yeah. times. But yeah, no, no social awareness, awareness. at yeah. all. He, it, it's hilarious though the extent to which like he is written as an adult and i don't know we talked about this last week of like the annoying thing about percy jackson is it's like (laughs) it's written to you as if you gotta like oh this is what an 11 year old sounds like right and this is the uh, this certainly does not pander to kids to the extent where it's like i i genuinely don't know if a young kid would like even understand this stuff there's definitely a lot of jokes in here that kids absolutely wouldn't understand like every single chapter name is like a 60s folk song or a set like yep. 60s through 80s like a bob dylan music reference, reference. at yeah, bob yeah. dylan there's some talking heads in there yeah. there's all sorts of stuff referenced in these chapter titles there's movie I, references it is filled with random things that just like only the parent would understand right and i in fairness this is exactly how i kind of raise my kid anyways sure. like i don't i don't kind of you know i don't tailor to her language i speak a yeah. language that right. she needs to learn right, right. and right. i think that that's a really really cool approach and i think St- Stephen passed this does a really good job in this book of just being like i'm talking yeah yeah <laughs> and that's fine through, via the, this vehicle is the kid right? right but but i'm i'm speaking and i'm not going to um tailor my language in any way right. to make to make sure that kids understand instead i want the kid to learn what the language is that i'm speaking you know what i'm saying so learning these big words and things like that i don't mind that yeah i I think think it's great for younger kids because here's the reality of of my uh, i don't know i say reality my understanding is a which is incredibly (laughs) limited and not very good but my understanding as a parent is that my kid is just soaking up my actions right yeah i do stuff and my kid looks at it and goes i guess i'll probably try to do that so <laughs> which, wh- wh- which so, is to your benefit and <laughs> yeah yeah exactly to my benefit and my uh my, my demise uh, yeah. so the thing about this book is it would be perfect to read with a kid who is trying to soak up stuff because here's the thing mm-hmm. you can try to write funny books for kids and like you know there's jokes that are like appropriate for kids and, and jokes kids will be into right and this book certainly has a decent amount of that there's like goofy stuff of just like the cat's name is senior burrito <laughs> you know there's there's fun goofy stuff like that but there's also stuff senior burrito's a girl and yeah. i love her <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the best part uh, so the thing about this this adult humor stuff that gets trickled into it or or the style it's not even like jokes that are adult centric it's it's mm-hmm. jokes that are framed in a way that might just like be too fast for kids. But the reality yeah. of a kid is if you're laughing at the book and yeah. you're reading it to the kid, the kid's going to laugh at the book too. Like it does it. That, that's why none of this stuff matters is because if you're reading this to like an eight year old, right. they just want to, they're just going to have fun with you, which is why this feels like such a perfect sort of series to get into together because it's just like, I'm going to read and laugh. You're going to read and laugh. We'll both just be cackling at this stupid book and it's dumb little comics and it's dumb yeah. little setups for jokes. And yeah. just like, I can't imagine like a better rip roar and good time. It really, and, and it's kind of wild because what you're saying is kind of 
the theme of the book, which mm-hmm. is in the end, your kids just want you to support them and yeah. be with them. You right. know what I'm saying? Like right. one of the most, the, one of the best qualities of a parent is literally just being present. Right. I mean, like I can't tell you the number of times where I, I feel uh, pretty, I work from home. Yeah. And so uh, I feel pretty rough sometimes because it's like my kid is here. So, you know, back whenever she, before she started school, she would be here, and it was just like, well, I'm I'm working. Yep. And and then you realize like, you know, sometimes it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know what you're doing as long as you're spending time with them as For well. Sure. You know, like focusing on them and focusing on that. So it, it's fun, funny because the book kind of conveys that via the mom, Patty. I think is her name. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it conveys that via Patty. Patty is this is this single hardworking mom yeah. who loses her job at, like yeah, halfway man. through this book, and it's so 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 sad. Yeah. And Timmy, T- Timmy is actively ruining her life. <laughs> is the thing it, she she has one love. She has one thing in this life that brings yes. her calm and joy, and it is her segue. And like the inciting incident of this book is that yes. Timmy loses her segue, and yeah. she's just trying to keep everything together and they have to move and they have to do this and he's going to have to repeat the same grade which means she's got to deal with all this stuff to let him repeat this grade it's just like their life is a mess and it it is timmy's fault sort of but the thing you get out of it as the as the book continues is obviously it's not a kid's fault right a kid is just right by virtue of the things around them and basically partway through the book timmy gets like a new teacher that right. knows how to handle Timmy and knows what to do and knows how to support Timmy. And yeah. suddenly everything starts clicking for how Timmy can use his skills and his brain and his, his you know, everything that his, all of his strengths are not being utilized in the first half of this book. And in the second half, people learn how to utilize his strengths and curtail his world to his, you know, understanding of things. And suddenly right. he's a total success story and everything's working yeah. out great for him. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. Uh, the nature versus nurture kind of thing. It really yep. brings that in. Like, you know, if you just have you know, positive influences who are your teachers and your uh, adult support figures, yeah, um, you can really, you know, turn a kid who does have a, lot of potential into <laughs> a kid who is now kinetic you know right, who, who right. can actually who i can actually make a positive influence yeah this book though i i know that we're reading really deep into it it's really just a bunch of goofy surface Boy. level stuff yeah. that, that that you can really kind of see past and that's what's yeah. really cool about it is is like you said it's not really for anybody it's yeah. it's just for everybody you know what i'm saying yeah yeah wow so, that's a good way of putting it is i really yeah this this book and what's funny is i you know i was checking out goodreads uh i i, I keep track of my books on goodreads and i was looking at other people's reviews just other you know old so and so's reviews so there's a lot of people that don't like this book oh um, really so i've discovered that maybe the world is humorless and uh i don't know how to save them because i don't know man there's nothing unlikable about this book to me unless you just don't yeah. like jokes that try hard because he's trying hard the whole time he's pushing jokes on you left and right it's a non-stop i mean every sentence is a joke in this book i mean there's right. there's so many times where the chapter is one page long yes because it is funnier to set up the thing say the joke and get out every every new chapter feels like and that's it that's the end of that that's all i had to say and you just do that constantly best example is this early chapter in the book where um and i went back and read this through the pdf and i know it's an early chapter but (laughs) in the in the audiobook it just glazes right past it but essentially what happens is 
is uh, it's like an interlude chapter, mm-hmm. and the interlude chapter is essentially Tim, uh, Timmy is dressed up like a sumo wrestler. Oh and, yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's like waiting for his <laughs> arch enemy behind a tree, and and then the chapter ends. Right, no explanation. It. Like yeah. he's just like he's just waiting for somebody behind, and that's the kind of thing that I'm like. Oh, I used to do that dumb stuff all the time yeah, as a kid. Yeah. Like I would just go outside and stand around and like look around <laughs> at the traffic, like and act like there was some story going on there, right? That's what Timmy's doing. He is literally dressed up in yeah. a full sumo outfit, yeah. waiting for his arch enemy so that he can push her into the curb. Is like mm-hmm. the whole that is the whole like setup of the chapter, and it goes nowhere. That's the end of the joke. Yeah. He is just being a kid, man, and he is standing on the side of the road. Like speaking of going nowhere. <laughs> That, that is how the first half of this book feels is what is this book Where about? Is it going? What are we yeah. doing? And it's like in a jovial, goofy way, but you're just like every chapter, he's sort of just like randomly exploring a new mystery for just a different joke payoff. Like there's it, the, the random mysteries don't matter until the end. Like right. all these things fold back in on themselves in fun ways. This yeah. feel, That's why this really feels cut from the same cloth as like a Douglas Adams thing. Uh, EJ and I not too long ago read uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Much we actually like read that. the second one. We read a uh, Long Dark Tea Time of the Soul. I actually had a different experience than you guys on that too, because yeah. I listened to the radio play of that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Man. I had a completely different. What a cool <laughs> that man. What, we got to talk about. That'll be a book I want to do on this show. Is just like that's a that's a kids book to me too. Or it's, it's suitable for yeah. kids. Anything Douglas Adams works for kids. I I grew up reading Douglas Adams, so you can yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, sixteen. Uh, or younger yeah the 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 point is that this stuff is like set up so goofy and and so like aimless for so long that it makes the poignant stuff hit that much harder in in such a fun and interesting way um i i can't tell you how lost you feel um especially the first probably 10 chapters which again is like 15 pages <laughs> or whatever right. he burns through chapters like nobody's business but right. um to say a little bit more about like the artwork in it um i mean obviously it's just like comic style but it is yeah. funny how often the payoff of this of these jokes are set up and then doled out via uh the artwork or whatever i mean all most of the things said is just like here like I, I won't reveal any jokes or whatever, but but almost every single one of them is like, I'm trying to describe this thing. Let me give you an example. And then it's just a picture of the <laughs> thing he's describing, but like not quite what you expected or whatever. Right. Um, so it's it's just so fun. I don't know, man. I, I want to read more of these. We probably won't do another one like immediately. There's certainly no need. Although I'm very interested in where the story goes from here. Like we said, yeah. it's serialized, but there's going to be like sort of a, a continuing thread out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this this book certainly ends with like Timmy's status has changed. Consequences have happened. Yeah. The book next book needs to go somewhere. Right. Um, so I'm very interested. unlike Percy Jackson, yeah. weirdly, right? <laughs> Where it felt like the setup was kind of like, well, it needs to go somewhere, but I don't want to go there. Yeah, yeah. We, we've <laughs> the, set up this... the big adventure, and I sort of went, "Do I really care?" <sighs> yeah. Whereas we didn't set up the next big adventure for Timmy, but we didn't we did not set it up. It's weird how Timmy grows in this book, but we didn't resolve <laughs> anything. Nothing is resolved. It's, yeah, we still book. got a lot to get to. <laughs> <laughs> I still got to figure out what happened from like chapter five. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, so, there, there is an attempt uh, to resolve things that fails so spectacularly that you're just sort of left with like, okay, so what do, 
what on earth could we possibly go? Where could we go from here? And so it, it definitely leaves me wanting to read more. We will definitely come back to, to this series. I don't know how many books are even in this series. It seemed like a decent number of them. Uh, uh, there's eight. Eight. There you go. The thing it explicitly captures is how kids just do things. Yeah. And w- without like any hesitancy. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole thing is like he's taking on cases, but like cases are just a way of saying like a new distraction day to day day to day like there's no focus here it is just we're just gonna move on to the next thing and the next thing it is always moving on i was seeing stuff recently that was hilarious about um like the idea that um you know older older generations complain about like young kids don't play outside anymore (laughs) and the the idea that well that's because older generations have have made outside inaccessible like you can't do anything <laughs> anywhere anymore we've made our cities unwalkable or yeah. our you know EJ and I are from an area where it's like there's like no walkable <laughs> turf no, anywhere they, you'd have to drive to downtown and then be able to go do stuff yeah they've made it bikeable yeah they made it that's super as, bikeable that's um, as good as it gets though around here but the idea that like Basically, there's no loitering signs everywhere. Everywhere has a no loitering sign. So, like, why do you yeah. expect kids to wander around town when all you're going to do is yell at them for wandering around town? Of course, people don't just hang out outside anymore. <laughs> uh, so, I, this book feels like a return to that. Like, Timmy yeah. just wanders around this town. He just goes yeah. to the bank, loses a Segway, walks to his friend's house. Like, it yeah. has that vibe of, like, this stuff never went away. Kids still act like this and do this. You just got to... You got to let them. Yeah, there's no sense or concept of time in this book, which is yeah. really apt for this book because right. it's like, who cares? Like, Yeah, the w- one day Timmy's mom says we have to move into an, um, an apartment. The next chapter, yeah. however long it's been, we're moved in. We're in we're the apartment there. now. I have no understanding of how yeah. long things have been since the last time we checked in on Timmy one page ago. And I think it's, <laughs> and I think it's partly because... A lot of it is, I mean, the book is from Timmy's perspective, right? Mm -hmm. There is no concept of how long things take. Mm -hmm. When you look back on your life, those things happen back to back, you know? Right. It's kind of like this, in a way, it's, like I said, Stephen Pass is as good good at this because he had 11, 10, 10, 11 years to refine this in Pearls Before Swine. So, (laughs) you know, he knows. The the, the guy knows how to tell a tight joke. That's for sure. As as an experienced comic writer, he can get in and get out very fast. He can do that. And he's, and also though, like I said, the metatextual, just Mm -hmm. the metatext here is just like, that's exactly how it is when you reflect on being a kid. You know, you like, I couldn't, I couldn't give you an entire timeline of any specific. That, okay, that's such a good way to, to think about, too, the, the thing we're talking about of, like, being in the voice of a kid is the thing about being a kid that, that I would think, at least, is a kid doesn't usually think about being a kid. Most right. kids are striving to be older. Especially right. younger kids, right? Like all kids want to be yes. a big kid, a bigger kid. They I want to be, an be adult. in middle school. I want to be <laughs> in high school. I want to be an adult. They, yeah. So they think of themselves mm-hmm. as older than they are, which is why it's fitting then to when you're writing from a kid's perspective, this is write from your own perspective because yeah. that's what they're envisioning themselves to be. They're not envisioning themselves to be like, and so today I'm going to do my <laughs> lemonade stand. It's like, no, to them, this is a business. I'm making my break. I'm an yeah. enterprising entrepreneur. This is my big this moment. This is it for me. <laughs> this is it for me. I, I have nothing else, you know? Like, 
And seriously, that's how it is, right? Yeah. Like when you were a kid, it's like this is it for me. I gotta, I gotta make this count. And I don't mm-hmm. know what, what tomorrow. I'm holds. buying a Dreamcast. Dang it! I'm gonna make this make me some bucks. Let's go. Yeah. So yeah, you bring up a great point because as we go, we're gonna get into more that are that are much more referential, like that, where it's like, ah, I'm only 12 years old. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, Those are the ones I dread. Yeah, and and it's like, and it and it really hammers the point home. Whereas there's really no telling what timmy's age is yeah yeah it doesn't matter it just doesn't matter in this six maybe eight i don't know (laughs) ten so uh to to answer the question i guess that we're sort of here for is boy i would be thrilled if when my kid is old enough to read this kind of book if this is what they got into heck yeah brother uh i will i will check these out for sure um my fear at this point is what i don't understand about um kids books is what their shelf life is because it's like i go to the i went to the library recently ej and i really want to do animorphs or at least i really oh, want to do animorphs that's the whole concept of this podcast yes yeah, it's just an excuse <laughs> just to us. read all the animorphs we want to read all the animorphs well, guess eventually what? turns out most libraries don't have animorphs anymore don't it's really them. hard to find They're animorphs gone. you can find the hardy boys though so like some yeah. stuff doesn't really go out of print some stuff is yeah. timeless and then, like, Animorphs, I don't know, has a shelf life. So, Timmy Failure is from, like, around 2004 or so. Oh, Timmy Failure is from 2013. And I'm just like, I don't know, in, in six years when my kid is ready for it, are these books going to even be around or will we just be forced to do whatever the new thing is? I mean, my kid's going to want to read whatever the new thing is anyways, but, yeah, I, I don't know, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm with you in the same boat where it's like... Uh, what are we going to be able to find? Like, I want to read Encyclopedia Brown. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, this, yeah. this this book had a lot of that. I don't know if you've ever read an Encyclopedia Brown. Mm-hmm. So an Encyclopedia Brown's a lot like this, but it's like from the 60s and 70s. So it's oh, wow. way more like uh, it's way more like you solve the case. Sure. Uh, like uh, oh, the way yeah. it's set up is you you read like a three page story and then it asks you a question and then you flip the page to see if you you figure wow, out the answer to it. Right. Yeah. Well, this has a lot of those same elements. This book specifically because it's just very much like but it's all set up and then like no resolution yeah, it's yeah. like whatever with the resolution <laughs> who cares you know so that's what i really like about timmy failure it really reminded me of re- reading encyclopedia brown as a kid where you're sitting there and you're like oh well uh you know but it's not how kids think like you mm-hmm, said like mm-hmm. you know encyclopedia brown's going to a marbles game trying to figure out which you know who stole the marble and you're, <laughs> who stole the big marble you know uh, and you meet five characters and you're trying to figure it out and in this it's like you meet five though. characters and uh you'll never see them again yeah <laughs> so they're, they're just here to be made fun of for a second right. and then move on right so yeah. uh good yeah. book like you said though i would recommend uh i i would be thrilled if nora brought this one yeah home. yeah I'll, I'll put this one in front of them and hope they they take to it um i yep. think next week we are going to reread because we've both checked this out before but we're going to check out yeah. La- uh, avatar the last airbender's rise of kiyoshi uh, which, I, like I said, we've both read it before, but it's been a bit, and I'd like to get it back in my brain because yes. my guess is we're going to do this one and its sequel actually quite quickly together because they they are yes. like a proper duo, and so I, I want to get both of those in my brain. There's a third book that is from a separate timeline in those Avatar books things. That one we might hold off on a little bit, but I, I, I want to read it, yeah. so we'll get to uh, it here I'm ready to soon. dive in. Yeah, yeah. FCE, uh, along with uh, the creator of Avatar, Michael Dante Di- yeah. DiMartino, 
Um, but mostly FCE's writing. Yeah. Um, and then just probably some direction. So yeah, really, uh, we read it once, uh, or we both have read this book once already, but we already know it's great. Uh, we, we already know it's really it good again. and we're going to have a lot of good things to say. <laughs> yeah. About it, so, so expect that. Expect us to yes. be, uh, really brimming from ear to ear. So, yeah. uh, thank you for checking us out. Thank you for listening. Yeah. We'll see you next week. And like we always say, go, go gadget books. <laughs> <laughs>